Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, you're listening to something that we call uh, This American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. Uh, we got a good show for you this morning. Uh, we think it's a good show. Here's what's going on at the very moment that I'm speaking is we're trying to connect with Big J Hollingsworth, who's at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, 5350 East High Street, Phoenix, Arizona. And it's uh, if you want to find out more about the shows there and and or to get tickets there, just uh, put in houseofcomedy.net, houseofcomedy.net, or House of Comedy Phoenix, and you will be able to. So um, Jay called, but... This has been, you know, this is, a, this is a freaky Friday, man. You know, we took last Friday off to kind of regenerate, get our act together. If you listen to the first half hour of the show, you know I haven't gotten my act together. Um, so we ran into some technical issues at the start of the show, and now we ran into an issue of uh, Jay called, but we simply couldn't hear him. We heard, hey, I'm, hold on, I'm going to move into a, that's, Kind of what we heard. This is what I have to say. Uh, Big J. Hollingsworth is a, uh, is a funny son of a gun. And we've kind of tracked his career here in the greater Phoenix area for uh, God who knows how long. And it's just a lot of fun to watch people from early in early stages of their career to really uh, standing on their own as stand-ups. And Big J has certainly done it. And he is funny and you will enjoy him. And let me say another thing about stand-up comedy. I got a 323 number calling. Now that's Los Angeles. We're going to try and see what happens. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Is this Jay? Tony. Man, you know what? And here's the thing. All right, we were just talking about you, telling people why they should go see you. Um, In case you and I didn't get to uh, connect up. you're calling on a different phone than the one you initially called. Yeah. Okay. And that I'm by calling the, you from the computer. You call me from where? The computer. You call. You are calling. Okay. Here's and and I almost didn't answer because um, that's uh, the number you're calling from is one that I get um, um, scam calls on. Scam. I get a lot, yes. Hey, I get a lot of scam likely. All of us, all of us have a new best friend named Scam Likely, and uh, yeah. uh, so I don't even have my I don't have the ringer on on my phone ever, ever. So uh, I look down and generally, and a lot of my friends, do you leave messages when you call someone? Like if you were to call me to if, if we were supposed to go someplace to have a salami sandwich, and you were calling me, would you leave a long message or would you just call and hang up? Uh, I would. To be annoying, I would call and leave you a message and make it as long as possible. And at some point, maybe after 60 seconds, uh, I would say on the message, are you even still listening to this? <laughs> now, when you see, like say I was calling you for us to go have a salami sandwich, and you knew we were planning on having a salami sandwich together, okay, and you saw my number, would you listen to the message and just go, Tony called and call back? Exactly. I would just call you right back. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll see someone called, and I'll call them, and they go, did you listen to my message? And they go, no. And they go, why not? I go, because you're going to tell me the same thing now that was on the message. Then I'll have to hear it twice. And I'm old. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. 
So for those of you that don't know, for those of you just tuning in, for those of you uh, listening, for those of you downloading it later on, uh, we are talking with uh, Big J Hollingsworth, who is headlining Rick Bronson's House of Comedy uh, this weekend. Two shows tonight. That's Friday. Two shows Saturday and one show Sunday. This is your first time headlining that club? Uh, yeah. Well, I, no, no, I take that back. I headlined a couple different times, like one-nighters, off-nights. Uh, I did a dope show there. My buddy Tyler Smith showed dope, a dope show there. And then I did, like, a Wednesday, uh, just a one-nighter there before. I know. I, I'd seen your name there before. And what, uh, what uh, really kind of uh, made me smile when I saw that you were headlining this week, I go, this guy has... Uh, I can't really quite tell you how far back you and I go as far as me being aware of you, you being aware of me, and me seeing you in early stages, but it's been well over a decade. And I go, this is one of those guys, not only is he funny, he perseveres, he keeps working at it, he doesn't let himself be deterred, you know, and so many places you start out as an opening act, you're now headlining. So how long have you been at it now, Jay? Uh, about 11 years, and it's crazy you say that, because I, I almost, I think I kind of know when, this is, it was probably about eight or nine years ago, I came out here and was at the Tempe Improv, and I did, uh, what, uh, Brian Ritchie's show, it was like yeah. Brian Ritchie and Fred, yes. and, uh, I think that's when I first met you, or, or heard about you, and like, like you said, it's like you, you hear people through throughout time as you you know you travel and you go to different areas and uh yeah so it's like I, we've known each other so to speak for about eight or nine years yeah and that's true and, and that show uh and if i remember those shows uh, that's when we were uh we were doing uh, uh promotions and uh helping to uh and we'll just say it helping run the tempe improv at that time and it was right smack in the middle of the recession so we came up with an idea we thought so many people that love the tempe improv can't afford the ticket price anymore so we started giving away a lot of tickets not because the acts weren't worth it and but people still came in and paid for food and drinks and those shows were packed they were packed oh yeah yeah it was great they they were packed like show a lot of shows aren't packed nowadays because people had such people been sitting around their house depressed not even know if they're going to keep their house they go wow we can go to the tempe improv and kind of forget about our problems for a while and guys like you just um, uh, tore it up, and, and people loved it. Yeah, it was, uh, it's funny you say that, because uh, uh, I got into stand-up um, right after, or like right around uh, when we had the recession. I, uh, I was living in Boston. I started stand-up in Boston, and uh, the job I was at, they laid me off, fired me, however you want to word it. Uh, I'll say layoff. And... Uh, <laughs> And I, I collected unemployment for two years while I just grinded at stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, you know uh, uh, and that's cool. And what people don't realize with unemployment insurance is that you, you paid that in. You paid that in. I remember during the recession. Yeah. Here in yeah, Arizona, okay. yeah, it was actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, here in uh, Arizona, they voted not to extend it to 96 weeks, only to 77 weeks, because they go, well... We know people just sitting around. I go, people paid that in. People paid that in. So that was kind of like taking money right. that you had saved up, and you. Uh, it was kind of like a GI Bill. It's like a GI Bill. It's like a, like you were going through the war called the recession. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you started in Boston. That's how I looked at it. <laughs> you start. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. And there's, you know, funny is there's a, I was sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say whenever, um, whenever I'm out here in Arizona and people say Tony B, like my, there's a Tony B yes. in, in Boston, like a Boston legend. And every time I hit, hear Tony B, I think Boston first. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's Tony B here. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you something? When I first started, because I first started uh, uh, as a stand-up in 1985, 86, and I thought Tony Visick would be too hard for people to uh, remember or pronounce because for most of my life, people had a hard time pronouncing it or remembering it. I went by Tony V. So I go on tour and I would hit these clubs and Tony V in Boston already had a good reputation as a funny guy. He'd been at it a year or two longer than me. Um, and I'd hit town and, and people would be smiling, look at me and go, hey, you're not him. You're not him. So, <laughs> so they were disappointed before Wait, I hit the, the stage. <laughs> that's, uh, I have the exact same, everything you said is kind of why I went with Big Irish J is because uh, uh, Hollingsworth, my last name Hollingsworth, a lot of people would say, Hollandworth or Hollandworth or they would misspell it and Holling's head, all this different stuff. So I was like, I'll just go with Big Irish J. It's easy, blah, blah, blah. And then people were like, you know, there's a big J. Okerson. And I was like, oh, great. But I was like, that's fine. I always tell people like, yeah, he's the original Big J. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, did you ever think about going with J. Hollywood? But that's always kind of creepy when a guy has that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if I'm doing like all black rooms. <laughs> It's like that guy who's like, uh, was he Tony Football? Was that somebody football? Johnny Football? Oh yeah. How do you uh, live up to that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> if, you, if you ran around as you know Big J Hollywood, people go, he doesn't. We we haven't seen him, and he doesn't even live in Hollywood. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. and he's got no movie credits. Why? So how's he Hollywood? <laughs> now Boston. Let me tell you, uh, Boston is. Uh, an important city. A lot of people don't realize how important it is in the history of modern stand-up. And uh, so many great uh, comics came out of there. I got to see a lot of them back in what is now, I guess, the old days of the 80s and 90s when I used to work in Vegas. I worked with a guy named Steve Sweeney, who was like a legend oh, yeah. in Boston. Um, and you know how you can... People ask someone's a good comic or not. Generally, as a comic, you don't like to say, oh, that guy sucks. Not once you start making a living. Would you agree? Correct. You know, because why? Why put that? That that's that's an open micers kind of uh, um, thing to do. To go, the guy sucks. I think they suck. You know, once you start making a living, you realize it's hard to do. Uh, you go, okay. You know, maybe not my cup of tea, but um, but somebody told me one time, here's how you'll know if someone was good if you remember some of their bits. And I remember Steve Sweeney's bits because I saw him in Vegas. Like, God, this guy is funny. Oh yeah, he's. A, I mean. There's so many legends. It's, it's crazy, too, that there's so many guys that are, like, crushers that outside of New England, people have never heard of them. Like, uh, Bob, Bob Kelly, or, excuse me, uh, not, I was going to say Robert Kelly, but I meant to say uh, Bob Marley out of Maine. You know, yeah. people, you hear Marley, and they're like, oh, the, the reggae guy. I'm like, oh, no, there's a comic that is as good at comedy as uh, Bob Marley was at reggae, and he's, he's a crusher. You know, and he's so, he's so, you know, such a nice kind of, uh, 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 has a lot of humility off stage, just like a regular guy, somebody you might run into if you were roofing a house or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's no, no pretension about that man. Uh, I, have a, I have a degree of separation, uh, one degree separation with uh, Bob Marley is he 
a lot of people also don't know this. He was in the both Boondock Saints and Boondock Saints 2. Oh, yeah. And a farmer roommate of mine, a guy named David De La Rocca, was in Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. He's the, he plays the, uh, the Italian buddy. Uh, yeah. So uh, Dave was uh, someone I knew in the 70s back in Hollywood, which you're not named after, by the way. Uh, uh, I met him. We were roommates. We went to the Strasbourg Institute together, and he did two things in his entire career. He did a play I wrote in 1970, in 1981, and he did Boondock Saints, and that's it. <laughs> well, the Boondock Saints, and uh, those are two great ones, right? Your play and the Boondock Saints, that's like a cult classic now. Boondock Saints is great. The play, the play I wrote is about two guys hitchhiking that were stuck on Interstate 70 in uh, uh, Kansas, just out there for like two hours and no cars coming by, based on my experience Hitchhiking around the country when I'm doing I was a triple run. Yeah, no, yeah, boy, no, yeah, there's no hitchhiking on a triple run. If your car <laughs> breaks down on a triple run, you walk, you walk, and you walk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. Are, oh, brutal. That's, Earl Skakel had a funny line about. Sorry, he was just going to say Earl had a, Earl Skakel had a funny line about triple runs. That it's always pitched you like, yeah, we uh, we're going to have you feature in uh, Idaho. We just need you to swing by. Miami to pick up the headliner. Yeah, yeah. Well, I um, uh, when David first started, he was a band booker. He was in a band with the brother of uh, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, and um, then he got married. Oh, wow. And and he's and David's only got one ear, so it was weird that he was a musician. But um, when he first started, I sent him a cassette that was indecipherable of of me uh, at a club in Long Beach. And he called me up and he goes, well, you can headline my clubs. He goes, I couldn't make out a word you said, but I heard a lot of laughter. So, um, and I had dubbed in the laughter. <laughs> so David and I became great. Good, good friends for uh, decades. As a matter of fact, uh, when Shirley, my producer, who's sitting over here with our dog Chica, when she and I got married in 2013, uh, Dave was at the wedding. But you're right. He, his stuff was spread out, man. <laughs> yeah, those could, those could be uh, brutal. The joke on him was, but he called it. People call him. I'm very funny. He goes, "Doesn't matter. Do you have a car?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, oh man, that is so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> there, yeah. So, and you know, Dave. You know, people always kind of made fun of those runs. He kept a lot of people employed for decades. I want to swing back to Boston for a moment. So uh, a lot of people don't realize that Bobcat Goldthwait came out of uh, that scene. Yes. I mean, you have so many Bobcat. You have Stephen Wright. You got, uh, I mean, Patrice O'Neill, rest in peace. Bill Burr, uh, Robert Kelly, Gary Goldman. I mean, it's, you know, there's legends on legends that uh, started in Boston. And then there's guys who are ungodly funny who fall in that category. You're talking about guys like Joe Yannetti, guys like Jim Laletta. Yes, yeah. Uh, you, Kenny Rogerson, you got uh, Don Gavin, who a lot of people, most people don't know who Don Gavin is, and he's like, he's like Gary Goldman's favorite comic, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons' favorite comic, Dane, or, I mean, uh, Joe Rogan's favorite comic. You know, like they've all said that that guy's like the guy that they look up to, and that guy's, they call him the godfather of Boston comedy, and he's unbelievably funny. And there was a guy who recently passed away, and his name escapes me, but he was like a brilliant Boston comic um, who um, 
the generation that started before me, the guys who started in the 70s, all looked up to Barry. Was it Barry Crimmins? Yeah. 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 Bing uh, Ho. Yeah. So let me ask yeah. you this. So we, we've kind of established just by the names that we mentioned that Boston is one of the great breeding grounds for American stand-up comedy. You're from Boston. I'm going to ask you why. Um, well, I'm, I actually, I started comedy in Boston, but I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, but, uh, as for why, um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I think people there are very, they're blunt. Um, like some people say, you know, people on the East Coast in general can be rude. I always just say, I don't know if they're necessarily rude or I, I just think they're, they're efficient. They get to the point. And, uh, you know, I think uh, that that bluntness and causes you to be more quick-witted. You're faster on your feet. You're thinking more. Um, and I, I mean, you know, Boston has that chip on its shoulder of it's like New York's, you know, little brother, and that so it's always having to try and prove itself. So I don't know. I mean, uh, that's a that's a great question. I don't really have an answer for it, but uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you answered it. You answered it. I mean, okay, that's a good. valid answer. Now, yeah, but so you uh, started in Boston, but you, uh, do you still live in the Pacific Northwest? No, I, um, I live in L.A., and uh, I'm actually I, I'm trying to decide if I want to stay in L.A. just because of the, because I, like, you know, I, I, comedy is and will always be my number one, and, and my number one love, and the number one thing I want to do. Um, and so I'm like, do I need to be in L.A. if I, if I, if I don't really care about acting, do I need to be in LA? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I did like a three week run through Boston uh, around St. Patty's Day, and I was talking to some of the comics that I came up with there, and they're like, they're like making a great living, and they're happy, and they're like, you can do, you can make, you know, you can do it here on the East Coast, and I'm like, oh man, do I want to move back to Boston? So I don't know. I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to stay in LA or not. It's a tough decision, and I understand totally. I mean, first off, um, Los Angeles is beautiful, and you get to see every inch of it because you can never go faster than five miles an hour. So um, right. uh, I, was, uh, I was back. I, I lived there for 30 years. I, was, uh, I go back uh, once a month, and I was back there a few weeks ago, and I was going from, you'll appreciate this being there, I was going from Woodland Hills, California to Redondo Beach, so it was a two-day trip. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that is brutal. I always tell people, it doesn't matter the distance, minimum 30 minutes. You could just say, like, I'm going down the block. Cool, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Plan on that. Well, I was on the 405 at one point, I think near the airport, and my phone said to me, said, you are doing three miles an hour. You are on the fastest route. So I thought, no, I, <laughs> I could climb over a mountain. I could be backpacking and be on a faster route because I can walk five miles an hour. This is ridiculous. Yeah, there's a there's a little old lady in a walker passing you. Now, now you know. Were you a fan of the TV show Twenty Four? Uh, I actually never seen Twenty Four. All right, so Twenty Four, uh, uh, just uh, you know, you know, you know the concept that each episode, uh, one hour right. of the television, actually covers one hour of real time, and the way they did it was by doing split screens. Right. So I lived in Chatsworth up in the hills while that show was being made. And the majority of it was shot in Chatsworth. And my daughter and I'd be watching it, and we'd recognize the boulder that Jack was standing next to, and he'd get a call, and he'd go, damn it, Chloe, I'll be downtown in 20 minutes. we go, no, you're not. 
<laughs> you're, yeah. you're not getting on the 118 for three, another hour. Three yeah. Yeah. It's just three episodes of him in traffic. Yeah. Now, we've seen you in Phoenix a lot. So would you say now, and so you're, you're kind of well-versed in the local Phoenix comedy scene because you started out working with local comics, uh, working a lot of local comedy shows here, um, like the type that you and I talked about earlier, and now you're headlining uh, one of, if not the premier club in the city. Would you say that Phoenix is now comparable to Boston back in the day or even today? Um. Uh, I well because I didn't I you know I obviously you would probably have a better knowledge of of Boston back in the day I mean I like there's that great documentary um, yeah. when stand up stood out about that time which is just an awesome documentary but uh, I I can say that I think that the scene here is awesome like I you know I started in Boston then I was in Seattle for like uh, five years before moving to L A and you know now I've been in L A for about five years but. Um, the uh, so I've seen different scenes in different areas, and uh, the scene here, like the local comics, are great. Uh, there's a lot of shows. The the it seems like uh, the the public here supports the shows, even like the the open mics and everything. So um, as far as the scene, I I think the scene here is awesome. I as far as if it's like the you know Boston back in the days, I have no idea, but um, I, I definitely think it's an amazing scene, and the the comics here, are, you know, I've got a lot of talented comics here. I just did the the San Diego Comedy Festival, um, and there was a lot of comics from here that were down there, and it, I mean, they're great. They're, they're, there's a lot of talent here, and and a lot of support, which is two of the most important things you need in the scene. Yeah, yeah, we have it, and we, uh, not only do we support local, we support um, uh, you know uh, other comics coming in from other scenes like you and uh, so many more. Man, you know what? Um, you're like one of those people that I know, but sometimes I, I don't. There, when, you, when you get in stand-up comedy, it's kind of like the Old West, where you'll know someone in Abilene, then you take off to Fort Dodge, and they take off to, uh, you know, they take off to Waco, and somewhere out in the middle of the desert, your horse is passing them. You haven't seen them for 10 years. You go, how you doing, Ray? You go, Pretty good, bub. Yeah. And... <laughs> So there's, and you know, but then if you ask people, do you know that guy? I go, oh, hell yeah, I know him from Abilene. So uh, you're someone I know from uh, both of our, uh, from the old days at the Tempe Improv. And I'm just glad to see that you're back and uh, you're, head, uh, you're getting, getting uh, what you're worth, which is headlining this great club. I appreciate that, Tony. And uh, that's, a, that's a great analogy. But uh, yeah, I appreciate that, brother. And you should uh, just come down and do a spot. Um, I, we may or may not. I've got uh, I've got a couple of uh, uh, private things lined up, but I'm going to try to make it down if no for no other reason than to see you and say hi. Who are you working with this week? Do you know the names of? Uh, have they told you? Uh, um, I'm gonna, I'm awful with last names, but it's Michael and Charles. I know. <laughs> I know and it's Charles. Uh, it's Mikey yeah. and Charlie. Mikey and Charlie. All right. Uh, uh, <laughs> Big J Hollingsworth and Mikey and Charlie at Rick Brunson's. Yeah. House of Comedy, 5350 East High Street. Hey, I appreciate you making the extra effort to, uh, um, to reach out to us this morning. Um, it could have been so easy to go, hey, man, my phone's not working, and I'm in the condo, and I'm, I'm beat, man. But uh, you made the extra oh. effort, and we appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Tony. I appreciate you. Thank you, Big J. All right. I'll talk to you, brother. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, that was cool. I mean, here's the, I, I've, I've known this guy, um, and I've... More have kind of followed his career, because that's kind of what we do, um, for um, 
close to a decade now. Close to a decade now. And I always knew that this guy was uh, not only funny, but a worker. There are people who are funny. They're very funny. And then they get involved and realize, uh, just like anything in life, uh, there's work to be put in. And this guy puts in the work. And we saw that this morning because it would have been so easy for him to go, hey, I, I just can't reach you because of phone issues. But he actually went on his computer and talked to me from there. And that's why I think not only do we know his name now, but we're going to know his name a lot more in the future. Okie doke. Hey, uh, we want to thank you for listening this morning if you did. If you didn't listen, we want to say so sorry because we think you missed out on a good show. You can download us later. If you're listening now and you tell people, hey, I listened to a really cool show with a cool comic, Big J Hollingsworth, uh, and they go, oh, I'm sorry I missed it, you tell them they don't have to. Because after about 3 p.m. today, it will be downloaded and it will be on our uh, website, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com from now to infinity and beyond. All right, that wraps it up. We're going to talk to you next Friday. Next Friday, we'll uh, have back uh, Mr. Jeff Abagov. We may by then um, be talking about the date when Jeff will come out. If you're interested in screenwriting, script writing, novel writing, uh, this is a man who has had uh, major success across the board. So oftentimes, these are the people that we want to listen to, hear, and follow their advice. He's going to be coming out in the um, late fall to do a seminar on uh, script writing. So we're going to have him back next Friday where he will uh, get upset if I don't mention his uh, two um, novels, Time Travel for Love and Profit and uh, Zombies versus Aliens versus Vampires versus Dinosaur. Great summer reads. Pick those up. You can download them on Kindle. We're going to have him back. We'll have more people from uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. And I'll be able to tell you about my trip to Los Angeles this week where I will go out and do Argus Hamilton's TV show, Comedy Store, tonight. And the night before that, I'll be seeing The Grateful Dead at the Hollywood Bowl. For my producer, who happens to be my wife, Shirley Lovisic, and for our entire family, which uh, consists of a lot of people and two dogs, I want to thank you very much for listening. My name's Tony Visick. Bye-bye. Nothing left to do when you've got to go.